Hi, John. Did you make it home okay? We did. Uh, thanks. Uh, great weekend in Milwaukee. Uh, my daughter lives there, and then my other uh, two daughters and son came as well, and uh, we had we did some fun things in the city and also were able to have dinner with uh, you and your wife, Karen. So that was great. So uh, had a great time. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so while um, while you were here and we were uh, seeing you, um, cybersecurity certainly has been making a lot of news. Um, today, the uh, White House held a cybersecurity summit and uh, some interesting things came out of that. I assume you saw some of the reports. I did. And I, I happened to I didn't know it initially. I was watching. I just saw a snippet of the uh, press briefing from the uh, uh, you know, press officer for uh, the president, Jen Psaki. And she mentioned both this event, but also, again, re reaffirmed the importance of the private sector reporting attacks and how come that's, you know, why that's so important. But yeah, the so she was referencing an event today where they brought in um, people from the academic world, obviously the, the private sector, Silicon Valley types, others, and they, you know, they believe that cybersecurity is a central part of uh, the efforts, not just to maintain business continuity, but to deal with national security issues. So a lot of things were discussed. A couple of things jumped out at me um, from the government side, the administration announced that NIST, and I remember from my ABA days, NIST is National Institute of Standards and Technology, that they're going to work with the industry to develop a new framework that's going to, uh, in their words, improve the security and integrity of, the tech supply chain. So that was one thing that they talked about. And then a number of the companies announced um, new projects. Um, Google said it's going to invest $10 billion to expand uh, what they call zero trust programs so that the software supply chain is improved and enhances open source security. Um, you know, Microsoft, IBM had some announcements. And then on the, in the uh, academic world, a group that I was not familiar with, but I thought this was pretty interesting. Code.org announced it's going to teach cybersecurity concepts to over 3 million students across 35,000 classrooms in the three-year period. But they're going to teach them how to stay safe online, which we know is so important, especially now, and build interest in cybersecurity as a potential career. And a group sort of parallel to that called Girls Who Code they're going to create a micro-credentialing program for what they're calling uh, historically excluded groups of technology, which is great. To, you know, try to reach out to the next generation and beyond to look at cyber uh, as an area of focus, I think, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's no question that it is a top national security priority. There were some uh, pronouncements uh, by the government uh, national security apparatus in July on this topic. And uh, earlier this week, uh, the Treasury de uh, Department announced that it had reached a bilateral um, memorandum of understanding on cybersecurity cooperation with the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Right. And we have these with a number of countries around the world, but it, it's clear recognition that the cyber threats don't know any, don't ignore, uh, don't abide by borders, and so having both a strong domestic focus on it, but also international uh, cooperation with uh, good partners around the world is critical to be able to both build a strong uh, cyber 
network, but also be able to interdict and respond when bad things happen. Yeah, and you know, in the uh, the, Sing- the Singapore MOU, a couple of the uh, the bullet points, if you will, are certainly certainly consistent with what we've heard, not just in cybersecurity, but in AML, and that's um, to try to improve information sharing related to the financial sector. So giving them more information and guidance about things like cybersecurity incidents, training, um, and then, you know, what they're calling competency building, such as the conduct of cross-border cybersecurity exercises. So working with the, they do a lot of this, working with these countries in this fashion just strengthens the global response to cyber attacks. It's not, you know, just in our own, country silos. I think that's obviously the important aspect of this. Yeah. And even, I mean, the company you and I work for, AML RightSource, all of us need to take uh, cybersecurity training on an annual basis and be sure that we're, uh, you know, we know how to recognize potential threats to this company's systems, but also uh, given the work we do to be sure that we're not assisting anybody uh, accessing any any of our client systems. Yeah, that's so true. And again, especially in companies like ours, where our model has been, as as we know, prior to the pandemic, working in offices with clean rooms and all the other security bells and whistles, and then having to transition all of those workers and staff and experts, they're all experts, to to their homes during COVID. That was a major undertaking. So a lot of companies are are grappling with, as we go post-pandemic, um, how are we going to deal with security if we even have a hybrid remote or office work, right? So I think that's all related. And then, as we both know, the, the, the attacks on the elections in 2016 and 2020 by the Russians and others, uh, main, mainly done uh, through cyber warfare. So all of this sort of clings together. It does. Well, I'm going to do my pitch and then you can do your pitch. So my pitch is if you're enjoying this episode of This Week in AML, you can find our previous episodes and our other podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And John, now you can do your pitch. Yeah, so uh, we're very proud of the fact that we're going to be able to host a live webinar, a 90-minute special webinar starting at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, on September the 9th, it'll be uh, dealing with 20 years after 9-11, as all of us in the AML community, whether you're new or been here for a while, know. And what we're going to do, we have three individuals that did so much then and still do uh, post 9-11 that we want to talk about the day and the environment a bit. But we really want to talk about the impact that it's that it's had on uh, anti-money laundering and CFT today. So I think you're going to find it extremely useful, compelling, and practical. So again, that's going to be um, on September the 9th, 1 o'clock Eastern, 90 minutes. Uh, You can register on our website. Looking forward to uh, talking to you folks about that in a couple of weeks. All right, John, I will talk with you next week. Take care, Elliot. Stay safe. Yep. You too. Bye-bye.